will Kale make his move? He comes to the inside. Donnie Allison throws the block. Kale hits him. He slides. Donnie Allison slides. They hit again. They drive into the turn. They're hitting the wall. They're head on the wall. They slide down to the inside. Let's watch those third place cars. They're out of it. Who is going to win it? And there's a fight between Kale Yarborough and Donnie Allison. The tempers overflowing. They're angry. They know they have lost. And what a bitter defeat. For most of the country, Ken's flyer was the pipeline for NASCAR information and coverage. Whether he was calling it a race from the high banks of Daytona or the county fairgrounds of Richmond, he treated every race, driver, and lap with as much respect, sincerity, and fairness as anyone in the history of sports broadcasting. If there was ever to be one class for every aspiring journalist in the world, Ken Squire would have been the perfect man to teach it. For decades, he was the voice of some of the most iconic moments in NASCAR history, pointing new Squireisms on a weekly basis. From the Great American Race, the Alabama game, the driver's engine detonating. While Ken is no longer with us on this earth, his legacy lives on in every one of us who heard that distinctive, sharp, Vermont born and raised voice coat the airwaves of NASCAR fans' televisions nationwide. Rest in peace, Ken, and be rest assured that there are no tempers overflowing at your current residence. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this, uh, this edition of the Below the Alarm podcast presented by Open Minis. Uh, get your today at MonicWalmart.com as well. They have one six great flavors. Um, Sorry for the lack of energy. I'm I'm pretty tired when I'm recording this, uh, but I've also been putting this off because the week that Ken passed, um, it hurt me. I mean, I never met the man. It's different than Bob Jenkins, who I made a video on when he passed, because neither of them, I, I never heard them call races live. Both Ken, I've watched the 1979 Daytona 500 so much, and, and especially 1998 and 1981. I have both of those on uh, on DVD, and uh, I've heard him call so many moments, and especially I use 1979 Daytona 500 a ton um, in in a lot of videos, especially history based videos and stuff like that. And um, I was talking with NASCAR historian Ken Martin. Uh, texting him the week or maybe the day that Ken passed and uh and Ken Martin had a really cool story about meeting Ken Squire and and helping him um and and a lot of other people do as well um yeah I don't know it's two weeks after and I I know I'm tired that's part of it but I don't know why I'm getting emotional you know about this about a man I've never met but that just shows how great of a man and how great of a broadcaster Ken Squire was. There's a reason, you know, his namesake or his name rather is attached to an award for journalistic integrity and, and fantastic journalism in the realm of NASCAR. Him and Barney Hall share that, uh, share the namesake of the Squire Hall Award. And um, it's just, it's frankly, it sucks to lose a guy like Ken because he was that guy. Just kind of like Ken Martin, kind of like Barney Hall, um, uh, Steve Wade, uh, you know, just 
these historians, these broadcasters, just one of those guys that is a treasure trove of info, a guy that can tell you, you know, about a race from, from two weeks ago and then go back and remember every detail of a race in 1980 or a race in 1994. Um, when you look at his career and his body of work, first of all, this is something not everybody knows, but it should be brought to light more than it is. Everybody knows Ken Squire called that 1979 Daytona 500, right? We all know he called that race. Um, but without Ken Squire, CBS wasn't going to put that race on their airwaves. And Ken said, hey, this is something really special. The stock car racing thing is special. It's going to take off. And uh, CBS said, all right, wing in a prayer. We'll get two or three million viewers. Snowstorm rolls in. Fantastic race takes place. And I think that race peaked at around 20 million viewers that watched the 1979 Daytona 500. Uh, I'll always remember his call of 1997 with uh, Dale Earnhardt flipping down the back stretch. Um, every Daytona 500 from 79 to 97, 98, he moved um, into the studio, went to pit road a little bit, and then he started uh, working a little bit with Fox. I think maybe for just 2001, he was with them in the studio and did some on and off roles. Uh, 2015, and I think a couple other times that NBC brought him back the throwback weekend, which was so cool. Even for me then, who'd probably only seen the 79. 500 at that point, him call that. Um, but I recognized the voice immediately. And uh, getting to see a modern NASCAR race with about as throwback of an announcer as you could have. Like the only way it could have been more throwback if it was Chris Economaki calling it. Um, just so many accolades. I mean, it would take me hours to go over each and every one. His impact, it, it's its very similar to Bob Jenkins, though. It's not necessarily all in the accolades or the praise. It's just the iconicness of what he called. Like, would we remember the 1979 Daytona 500 if, you know, I, whoever CBS's main NFL announcer was at the time, if they said, all right, you know, you cover the NFL, we're covering this NASCAR thing, you know, go do it. And... You know, would we remember it if, um, you know, if CBS sent their main guy for college basketball at the time out to do it? Probably not. Or we might not remember it as well. Um, it takes a special person, and especially a special person with talent for broadcasting like Ken Squire had, to elevate a moment in sports from iconic for the moment and iconic for the moment, and also the context surrounding it, and that context surrounding it being the mood, the emotion, and a lot of that is brought out in the announcing, in the commentary, and that's what Ken Squire did. He brought out the accurate emotion of what was going through the heads of Richard Petty, Daryl Waltrip, Kelly Arborough, Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison. You know, the temper's overflowing, they're angry, um, they know they have lost. Uh, what a bitter defeat. I mean, all of that. And, and yes, I have that memorized. Um, all of that just perfectly encapsulated the moment. The feeling of losing the Daytona 500 on the last lap. Um, and then Richard Petty, thrill of victory. And then you have Daryl Waltrip, who somehow finished second in that race, fairly to Richard Petty. And uh, you have that shot of all the team members on the on the petty car, um, you know, piling on the hood and everything, and and you know, just 
elated to have won the great American race for what, six time at that point, right? Yeah, because seventh was in 81. And, uh, and then you cut to that overhead shot of Donnie Allison, Kale Yarbrough fighting. And, uh, and there's a fight. The temper is overflowing. You know, they're angry. They know they have lost. What a bitter defeat again, you know? And, um, that, that that's, it's the most iconic call in NASCAR history. I don't know if we're ever going to get a moment like that again. Um, there wasn't a moment prior, really, because NASCAR got a few sparing moments here and there. The best one before that was probably the 1976 Daytona 500. I think that was Chris O'Connor on the call for that one. Pearson and Petty, you know, they're crashing down the line. I, I could be wrong on that, but um, there wasn't, hadn't been a moment prior, and there hasn't been a moment since, it, both on the track or in the broadcast booth, where it, I mean, that was magical. That was a magical moment. That was a perfect storm. And, uh, and Ken Squire, you know, bottled up that storm. And it takes a lot more than just knowing stats. It takes a lot more than just knowing race cars. It, it takes knowing the people behind the wheel, which Ken Squire did, um, to be that good of a broadcaster, to get inside their heads. You know, it, it would have been easy if that, you know, say they brought in their NFL announcers, say, oh, they're angry they lost the race. But Ken Squire, and he, you know, we talked about in the intro there, he coined the term the great American race. He knew by talking to those guys what it was like to lose the Super Bowl of stock car racing. He knew it was a bitter defeat. He knew they were angry and that they knew they had lost. And he knew that Richard Petty was overjoyed to win at that time, a record set in six Daytona 500. He would eventually break his own record with seven in 1981 in another race Ken Squire called. Um, you know, I don't remember his call on that one, but I remember that uh, gutsy pick call by Dale Inman, one of my favorite pick calls in NASCAR history. Uh, I think you had 86 with Bodine, Jeff Bodine, Dale Earnhardt, that one going down the wire. Uh, 1990, you know, I always remember his call, something to miss on the Earnhardt car, that shot of Teresa Earnhardt with a young, I think that was Nicole Earnhardt in her arms. Um, I think that's right. Um, just, you know, iconic stuff. 1994, 1995, Sterling Marlins back-to-back. -back. Bill Elliott in, uh, in, I think, 85 was the year he won it. Uh, Buddy Baker won it in 1980, and then uh, the Dale and Dale show, you know, when Dale Jarrett brought him home, and Ken Squire having the professionalism and having the human empathy, you know, to let Dale Jarrett call his son home to win that race. That's not something you'd see from a lot of broadcasters today. Um, or back then, even. You look at uh, 96, the Hendrick 123, 97. Um, I think Gordon won it that year, I'm pretty sure. But Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt's wreck, Dale flipping down the back and then restarting the car. 98, as, as, as iconic as Mike Joy's call is, and I, I love it. I think it's perfect the way it is. There was, you know, <laughs> um, it's awesome that it worked out the way it did. But I would like to hear what Ken Squire's call would have been on that. You know, because he called every 500 for Earnhardt until then. 
it's um, I, it's it's amazing he at least it hasn't been publicized in a way that Squire didn't make a joke that you know he was the one that cursed Earnhardt because he called Earnhardt's first 579 he called it and he called everyone until the one he wants so <laughs> I don't know um, and then he yeah moving into studio role continued to do great work there um, if you haven't seen it go check out his Coffee with Kyle episode that he did with Kyle Petty he. He tried to be a driver at one point. Um, a lot of great stuff there. But um, just an incredible man. Just an incredible man, an incredible broadcaster. So I wanted this to be kind of a short episode. No frill, you know, no background. Got the intro and whatnot. Uh, it, this episode is presented by uh, Wicked Minis. But, um, you know, just wanted to make something to remember Ken when I wouldn't be crying the whole time. He's still almost got me. So, in summary, Ken Squire, an amazing man. If you're a new fan, you haven't heard one of his calls, or maybe you heard a couple. Um, 1970, any any Daytona 500 from 79 to 97. And he called a host of races aside from those 500s. Um, go check those out. That's what I would suggest. So thank you guys for watching. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Rate us, review us on Spotify. Follow us there. Email us podcast at gmail.com. Support us on Patreon for just four dollars a month. Um, and moonlightmixes.com to get your wicked minis. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Kim Squire. Thank you for uh, for all you did. R.I.P. No more tempers overflowing. Make sure you're rest. <laughs>